Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to start the podcast this time because my, my wife and my dog are on their way back from the dog park. They'll be breaking in through one of that door probably in the next 15 minutes uh, in case anyone hears anything. But I got reminded the other day of a, a, a pinnacle podcast moment that I totally forgotten about of my, my puppy peeing on the carpet over there while we were recording yes. and i think that was the last time you were actually at my house yes. craig yes. and 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 i was i was on a bike ride with our our beloved padres jagoff and and he was he was like oh yeah he's like how's your dog doing after it peed during the podcast it's like i had totally forgotten that the dog peed during a podcast and that 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 goes if there's ever a shrine built to my time at Padres Hot Tub before, you know, uh, uh, Mark Loretta comes and takes my job or something. <laughs> Mark Loretta! No, Marcus Giles is a better... Marcus oh Giles God. comes and takes my job. Um, I, I just want somewhere in the shrine uh, that moment where the dog pissed uh, underneath the piano over there on the carpet because that, that, was, that was a joy. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, Craig. Welcome to the Padres Hot Tub. Welcome to the penultimate OGPHT. Penultimate means there's one more left, right? Correct. Okay. And OG means original. And PHT Are, means Padres Hot uh, Thank you. <laughs> I like that you left the, the gangsta out of it because you're from Long Beach and it's implied. Right. Yes. Precisely. Precisely. Craig and John with you. Yes. Craig and John still with you. We're still in 2022. John will be unwinding out of the podcast as part of the unwind. But we're doing a baseball podcast. Last week... We did the John's Leaving podcast. Go back and listen to it. If you if you missed it, you'll hear the whole thing. This is a baseball podcast. We'll cover some of the stuff we would have covered last week when I was busy crying, and we will cover new things that have happened in the last 24 hours. So we're going back to Carlos Correa then? <laughs> yes, we're going to go all the way back. Breaking news. Breaking news. No, we'll start with the Padres. The Padres, uh, let's just go in, in, in direct reverse chronological order. On Tuesday... December 20th, the Padres announced that Matt Carpenter, longtime St. Louis Cardinal, and then very briefly New York Yankee, uh, and 38 years old, not for nothing, uh, is a new Padre on a one-year deal, uh, $3.5 million with a $3 million signing bonus, uh, incentives based on performance, uh, mostly on plate appearances, and a player option because AJ can't do a deal without a player option. Loves them. For uh, $5.5 million for 2024. Matt Carpenter, tell reaction. Me, tell me you saw the structure of this deal. Yeah, so it's it's three and a half with a $3 million signing bonus. And yep. then there's like, I think starting at 300 plate appearances, 
Um, yes, I think that's right. And it's like every 50. Yeah, it's like 300, 350, 400, 450. It, it gives him a bonus and it raises simultaneously the value of the player option. Correct. So the player option could run, if he got 650 plate appearances, suddenly becoming the leadoff hitter for the San Diego Padres uh, in, in 2023, yeah. uh, he, he could push it up to like nine and a half million dollars or something. Yes. Uh, okay. So initial thoughts is number one, I really wanted to make a joke about another carpenter who in his mid thirties, we <laughs> took up with the Padres. Um, but I won't, uh, cause I haven't been able to put it together in a way that makes me laugh. Um, number two, I, I always knew Mark, 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 Matt Carpenter was good. He was always one of those players in like the category of like Cardinals devil magic. But then he went to the Yankees, and he was good with the Yankees, too. After this signing, I went and I looked up, like, his, you know, as we always do, his F4, because that's what I'm interested in, because mm -hmm. I'm like, that's 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 my first thing I need to know about a player that I don't know anything about. What does F4 say about him? His F4 is really good. Mm -hmm. He's a really good player yeah. for a long time. Long time. Um, Walks, homers. Pretty good defense. Not uh, okay defense. He was a 2.3 F4 player last year with negative defense on the Yankees at 36 years old. Yeah, in 150 plate appearances. So you know, over two war in a quarter of a season. Correct. Um, I really want... This sounds stupid. Uh, I kind of wonder if they're bringing him in... Oh, okay, so my 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 reaction to this via text message to you earlier was this is a backup plan for Cronenworth. It's a backup plan for Kim if they get injured, if they get traded. It's also a bit of a replacement for Profar because Carpenter can play, I think, every infield position plus the outfield. Mm -hmm. Basically, everywhere that's not catcher or pitcher. Sure. So it's just an incredible depth piece to have. And when you were a team that needs depth and has a hole at DH, and he's shown himself to be that kind of hitter who can give you, you know, over two war and 150 plate appearances. Like, to me, this is a home run. Now, I know the age is a factor, but it's not like they signed him to a four-year deal. No. They essentially signed him to a one-year deal. Right. Um, I, 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 The more I looked into this, the more I did research on Matt Carpenter and the contract and everything else, I was like, I love this for this team because it gives them so much flexibility. Not just Preller in roster building, but Melvin in building lineups, filling gaps, all that stuff. I was thinking um, this morning, before this trade got announced, I was thinking about Cronenworth and how when we did the Cronenworth like player review, we kind of ended with like, yeah, maybe they should trade him. And this morning I was thinking about it and I was like, Here's a guy who's been in back-to-back all-star games who can play every single infield position besides pitcher and catcher. That is so freaking valuable. You need him at second, he'll play second. You need him at first, short, third, anywhere. He can play there. And as long as he's playing consistent, I think his bat is good enough to play in all of those places. Now, he's not going to be the best offensive first baseman or third baseman, but... He's going to give you solid defense at all and solid offense at all and be a great teammate, great team leader, all of these things. I was like, I don't know that you can trade Drake, Jake Cronenworth. He might be too valuable to what they're trying to build and for how they're going to deal with things in the upcoming season, like injuries, slumps, stuff like that. You need guys like that. And then I feel like they just signed another one in Matt Carpenter. Like, I yeah. feel like he's just the right-handed Jake Cronenworth. Uh, well, he's left-handed. 
So oh, he's, all right. He's, so he's the left-handed. He's Jake the left-handed Cronenworth. Jake. So he's Jake Cronenworth. Um, the older Jake Jake Cronenworth from the future. Well, you know, it's it's a shockingly good comparison in in this way. Uh, when Matt Carpenter was a back-to-back All-Star, it was his age 27, 28 seasons, which is exactly what Jake. So, so he's Jake Cronenworth from the future, yeah, and he came up to the bigs at age 25, just like Jake Cronenworth did. And we're gonna get to it in a minute. Um, wow, my my Padres hot tub brain has already gone on vacation. Campisano. We're going to get to Campisano in a minute because it relates to one of the other people they signed. Right. But the last time you and I talked baseball, and it may have even been at the Padres hot tub party, you referred to Campisano as a DH. It was, it was almost like the catching thing didn't matter, didn't exist. And I was like, that blew my mind. The more I thought about it, I'm like, holy shit. The only negative thing we ever hear about Campisano is like, oh, he doesn't catch the way Melvin wants him to catch yet, right? Maybe he'll get there. And I was like, well, shit, maybe this is the DH. Maybe the DH is a little bit of Matt Carpenter, a little bit of Luis Campisano. Yeah. And, you know, and they, they can fill in at catcher when, when there's an injury or they can fill in in the infield when someone needs a day off. Or, but maybe that's DH. I think it is. I think for now it is. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I, I still think someone else is coming, but it's not like a Brandon Drury. You know, I think that this signing tells you Brandon Drury isn't coming to San Diego. He's not coming back. I think it pretty much tells you Will Myers isn't coming back as well, although he could still fit in the if, right-handed version of all of these gonna things. Sign, if they're going to sign another offensive player, it's going to need to be someone who's like first baseman slash corner outfield, which is exactly what Will is. So that would make some sense. Yeah. Um, I I really like Carpenter as a, I'll still call him lottery ticket depth piece. Why do I say lottery ticket? Because Matt Carpenter has had a full major league career. Yeah. He came up at 25. He found his way into the starting lineup. He became a core member of the St. Louis Cardinals in the mid-2010s. He won three All-Star appearances, and then he got into his mid-30s. He started to fade, and then he got into his real mid-30s, and his career ended. As he, in three consecutive seasons, full seasons, full seasons, hit 226, 186, and 169. Yeah. 169 in 130 games for the St. Louis Cardinals in all of 2021. And Matt Carpenter's career was over. And then he, it got resurrected yeah, by the he, Yankees. He signed, well, in spring training last year, he signed a non-roster invitee deal to Texas. Sure. The not-so-great Rangers. Yep. He did not make the Rangers. He got sent to AAA. After not making, you are three times bigger than the last time I saw you. Yeah, she's growing uh, fast. <laughs> Puppy grows fast. Um, and and he was done. He was re- he was retired. He was done. Yeah. And then he gets a chance to come to the and and there's a great athletic article. He's he literally was like kung fu wandering the country trying to get his swing back and trying to reinvent his swing. And he did that. And he went to the Yankees. And he hit like Babe Ruth for a month. 150 at-bats, 700 slugging percentage, 1,100 OPS, hit 15 homers in 47 games. And then he got hurt. And, and he ran, you know, ended the year, uh, the last month, on the disabled list. I think there is just as much of a chance 
that Matt Carpenter comes to the Padres, hits 180, and is done, and is off the team. Uh, it, it doesn't doesn't even make the opening day roster, right. you know, or is gone. Uh, what's the idiot from the Dodgers last year? Uh, the Matt Beatty, you know, Matt Beatty oh, yeah. style, you know, four for 45 and out of here. I was actually going to say, I was like, so so he might be Ian Kinsler. He might be Ryan Schimpf. Right. Or best case scenario, he might be Matt Carpenter. He was, he's Matt Carpenter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Which, so, is, which is fine. Yeah. Matt Carpenter is a very good player for a long time. 100%. You're going to hear me say this multiple times this podcast. AJ Preller has clearly defined his road. He is stars and scrubs. That is what the Padres will be. Mm -hmm. High-end, high-cost, high-value players, and the rest of the, of the roster must, by definition, be reclamation projects, over the hill. One-dimensional players. One, right, one-dimensional. Yeah, flawed, flawed diamonds. Yeah. Platoons. Uh, this guy was good two years ago. Niebla magic, yeah. right? Like, all yeah. of this, that. This guy always wanted a chance to do X. Correct. Yes. And the great thing about a Stars and Scrubs strategy is that it's really fun because every scrub that you sign, you can dream on and say, what if this guy does what he could do? Right. Yeah. Now, you and I used to do podcasts in 2017 and 2018 where the entire season preview was. What if everything goes right? <laughs> right? Nothing goes what wrong. What if these 15 scrubs yeah. all pop at what once? If, what if every single person on this roster hits their peak this season and no one gets injured? How many games would they win? Yes. Right? We used to do that. It was fun. And, and that used to be the entire winning win condition for the San Diego Padres. Yeah. The Padres win condition. Every yeah. single guy has to pop. Now we know or should know that Machado will be amazing. Soto will be amazing. Bogarts will be one of the best hitters in the league. Tatis is going to come back to a dynamic form. Cronenworth is an all-star talent. Kim is an emergent talent, right? Snell, Darvish, Musgrove. Yeah. And then it's, well, what if Seth Lugo really could be a starter? Right. What if Nick Martinez has another level? Yes. What if Matt Carpenter can find the fountain? What if Pedro Severino can do better than Jorge Alfaro? I like how done. all of these were very now now you now you have me upset because all of these were very realistic. And then what if Matt Carpenter can find the fountain of youth? <laughs> Everyone else is like, what if this guy can do a baseball thing? <laughs> it's like, what if he can create miracle? What if he actually is Jesus Christ? What if, just Ponstelio. Just Ponstelio. Yeah. <laughs> what if what if he can turn water into wine and hit curveballs over the walls and pack up? Um yeah, I mean. Look, there's no reason not to try it, right? Sure. And this is what I was getting at like a few weeks ago. This Padres team, like this signing happens three, four years ago. And I'm pissed because I'm like, you've taken money from what will be a potentially useful player and put it on this lottery ticket. But now it's like, there's no money you're taking out of that runs out. You're just taking money out of the cash register. It spits out the receipt. It says balance. It's just the infinity symbol. Right. And you take some of it and you throw it at Matt Carpenter and go, why don't you give it a shot? Like, we'd, we'd like to see what, what, you're, what you're working with over here. Um, I'm fine with it. It's For this Padres team, it's a very, very good move. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And the number, I mean, look at the number. Three and a half million dollars. Signing bonus doesn't count against. You're, you're barely moving the number. And I and I also like to go back to the original thing. I, As much as I think Cronenworth is a very valuable player and all this stuff, I think if 
two weeks from now, it was announced that they traded Jake Cronenworth for I, what were we talking about before the the starter? Yeah, a good starter. We, were we, talking, we about, talked about Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. But if it's like, hey, they traded you know Jake Cronenworth and you know some middling prospect for Corbin Burns instead of going like, oh shit, like this, what's that mean for second base? Who's playing first base? We're just like, oh, just plug in Matt Carpenter's Jake Cronenworth from the future. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean. So it does. It gives you some flexibility. It's not a guarantee. There's no guarantee Matt Carpenter will even make the team or that when he is here, he will be successful. But the player that has existed in the big leagues that's been named Matt Carpenter is a high on base player with a really good command of the strike zone. Yeah. Who fits the Padres offensive profile very neatly. Yeah. And he's going to be what? The seventh hitter? Yeah. Sixth, probably. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So really works could be like i still believe we'll be in tandem with someone else but maybe that's camposano who knows right and that's yeah that's what i think i think it's going to be him and camposano kind of splitting dh unless something else happens on a previous padres hot tub uh we said if nick martinez is this team's fourth starter yeah and if he's this team's fifth starter hmm, okay yeah um i also heard you saying i'm bad in woods so you're consistent i am consistent so seth lugo is here Yep. Seth Lugo has signed a quote unquote two year, a one year contract. Uh, that it's, it's another classic AJ worst case scenario contract. So it's a two year deal if Seth Lugo is terrible or hurt. Yep. It's a one year deal if, if Lugo is effective. Yep. Um, and we'll have yet another hole in going into 2024. Yep. <laughs> so we're just going to stack those up a little bit. Um, it's, a, it's about $7 million in. This year value, it costs, according to Dennis Lynn's reporting, the Padres about $12 million because of cap penalty Okay, uh, to, to pay Seth Lugo for this year. And I really look at this, John, as let's fill Nick Martinez's role. You know, Nick Martinez isn't going to fill Nick Martinez's role next year. Nick Martinez is going to fill a starter's role next year. So does so Lugo which is what they told Nick Martinez at the start of last year. And I see Lugo as the swing man, fifth, quote-unquote, fifth starter, get halfway into the season. Hey, dude, we really need you down in the bullpen. But it's a shot, right? They yeah. only do, like they only, they only did that with Nick Martinez because Nick Martinez got off to a little bit of a slow start. Nick Martinez came out and was pitching lights out. They're not going, hey, dude, we need you to go to the bullpen. Like They only did it because he got off to a slow start. So it's a chance for Lugo to cement himself as a starter in the sure. rotation. He'll definitely get the chance, just like Nick Martinez got before. Right. Um, Lugo has been a starter three different years for at least part of the year in yeah. his career. He's gotten, I think, to 120 innings in his career. Yeah. Um, his and, and I think it really bears uh, notice that his starting years were not dominant. Yeah. He was four-ish ERA. Seth Lugo has had some bad years in baseball. He's yeah. just two years removed from a five-plus ERA uh, in a full season. And the Mets looked at him and said, you are a reliever. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you are our seventh or eighth inning guy. Um, so having said that, my feeling is I'm excited for Seth Lugo to be here, but I'm not putting an expectation on him to throw 100 innings. Um, I, I think 100 innings would probably be top end because that's about where Nick Martinez topped out this year uh, in terms of starting plus relieving. I just, I can't imagine 
both Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez simultaneously doubling their innings total from last year. Sure. Um, in my mind, it's, it is a kind of double down on the Nick Martinez bet of like, either you're going to work as a starter or we put you in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Now they have two of those guys. Yeah. Which in my mind might mean they need another starting pitcher. I agree. But maybe that's groom who comes up or something. Um, Ryan Weathers, I'll still keep that candle lit for a little while longer. Um, but I, I don't necessarily view this as better or worse than Nick Martinez, except I'll, I'll take you on, on my own personal roller coaster. Padres Twitter, which uh, I, I hope and pray every day. Uh, I, I've, I've recently begun believing in God for this one specific reason, so I could get on my knees and hope and pray that Twitter disappears from Earth. <laughs> and one of the very top reasons I would like it to disappear from this Earth is Padres Twitter. And I saw someone on Padres Twitter refer to this signing immediately after it happened as the Padres signed another Craig Stammen just five years earlier. And they were making the point that Stammen bounced back and forth. He was kind of bad as a starter. He, you know, he was in his mid or early 30s when the Padres signed him. And they were like, you basically just signed Craig Stammen all over again, which is fine. Craig Stammen was a useful bullpen yeah, arm for a few super years. Super right? useful for several years. But Doesn't they, sound but like they, a problem but, to me. But they were complaining that it was, they're like, this is like signing Craig Stammen and telling him you have a spot in the rotation. And uh, sure. And that made me hate it, right? Yeah. And then Fangraphs wrote an article that was. I don't remember what the headline was, but the headline should have been, you can't hit Seth Lugo's curveball. Right. Uh, and they they broke down his curveball. It's basically the fourth best curveball in all of baseball. And they were like, last year was the year he started throwing it like 40% of the time. No one touches it. Batters are hitting like 140 against it. Um, he's like top five or six in the league in, in initiating soft contact from hitters. And the other players that are in the top five with him are all like guys that have won Cy Young awards in the last couple of years. So like all of the metrics say this guy is an absolutely dominant pitcher. They're like, you don't have to worry about him going into the starting rotation. Like, oh, he doesn't have enough pitch. They're like, he has five pitches. They're all MLB worthy pitches. Um, it's just kind of going to be the Nick Martinez thing of like, can he figure out the balance of not going 100% on every pitch and still being effective for five or six innings? We'll see. But that article made me realize like, oh no, there might be something special here with, yeah. that, with him that the Padres are trying to tap into. And I'm, I'm totally on board with that. And, and both of these um, signings share the A.J. Preller uh, consistent through line of he believes in adjustments beyond sample size. I thought you were going to say Seth Lugo was a Rangers minor leaguer. <laughs> in that he only <laughs> signs Rangers. The AJ Preller through line. Hey, former Matt, Ranger. Matt brother. Carpenter, former Ranger. I love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, listen, uh, 11 years ago, yeah, I know I really wanted to sign Seth Lugo, but I made a big mistake. I signed someone else instead. Got to fix this problem. Um, so, <laughs> no, but like my, Matt Carpenter was done, was 100% washed, does his kung fu journey to reinvent his swing, comes back for a month, smacks homers like a madman. Oops, he's hurt. No, we believe in that. 
we're going to double down on that. It's not dissimilar to me to Robert Suarez, right? Here's somebody who's never pitched in the big leagues at all, but we believe on this small sample. I think he can you're taking over. that a step too far. I don't know that it's necessarily necessarily a belief as they think it's a thing worth gambling on. Mm-hmm. Where okay. it's like, okay, it's it's like, all right, there's a I, I believe very strongly that these six teams are gonna win on Sunday. So I'm gonna make a six-team parlay, even though I know parlays are kind of stupid and has a very small chance of winning. But if I put down three dollars on it and I believe in all six of these teams, I could win three hundred dollars. Right. That to me is worth my three dollars, right? Um which I think is the amount that I said that I would be putting down. Uh, so I think they just look at these guys and go like, that is a small amount to put on the table where if it doesn't work out, we haven't really screwed ourselves. Right. Like the Matt Carpenter thing. If it doesn't work out, you still have a pretty good utility guy. He's a leader guy, all that stuff. If Seth Lugo doesn't work out as a starting pitcher, if Nick Martinez doesn't work out, you still have a really good bullpen arm, right? Right. So I, I think they're looking at it not in terms of we believe that one month was worth it or we believe that one pitch is is whatever. I think it's like the amount that we, we're getting a discount. It's a way to try and get a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll just circle back to something else you you said and I agree with. I, I still firmly believe not only that the Padres need another starting pitcher, but that they will get another starting pitcher. Now, I think this is going to come... on, Otani. (laughs) I think this is going to come in one of two ways. I I think, as always, probably Preller is exploring dynamic trade options to find somebody controllable for two or three years, uh, get somebody below their full cost point, you know, and would be willing to bet a Kim. You know, Dennis Lynn's been saying it's Kim, not Cronenworth, that could be traded. Um, And... If you want to believe that, it means that we're we're right just off by one, right? Like they're going to move one of these infielders with a couple of years of control left, sure. That are semi redundant, sure. Um, and, and maybe it's Kim, maybe it's instead of Carpenter. I would not be happy either way, but I, I do believe he's exploring those options. Maybe it's a Pablo Lopez or a Cabrera from Miami, sure. You know, uh, anyone but El Contra essentially, I think, is is available in Miami for hitters. Um, you know, may, maybe it is somebody from Milwaukee or maybe Milwaukee still thinks they're contending. Um, but I believe he's working on that. And I believe he's simultaneously trying to find someone from the Corey Kluber, Michael Walker, low-cost veteran, one-year deal yep. class. Sure. That could be your fourth starter. Like, if you said to me, Corey Kluber is going to now be the club's fourth starter. Yeah, you'd live with it. You'd live with it. Yeah. Right? You go, okay, now between... Kluber and Lugo and Martinez. If you can tell me that I can get 300 innings out of that group, you know, okay. You know, I think we've maybe covered because now you've got more at home, right? You've got groom. You've got some options. Here's the other thing to consider here. Um, Darvish survived the entire year healthy. Right. If you ever get any of the Padres to talk about it, they will tell you that they attribute that to how how long during the season they were able to do the six man rotation. Right. Keep the miles off him. You're like, look at the amount of he was he was healthy all year, but I don't think he made it to two hundred innings pitched. Just under. Like I mean one, over for the for the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But he was like one ninety two for the yeah, season or whatever. Right. And and they were like, and that's why he was good in the playoffs, because we kept him fresh all year. We kept right. the miles off his body. My guess is they would like to try and do that again. I agree. And that's where you can sign another guy. You have six guys, and then 
after the first few months, you can take whichever one's not doing well between Martinez and Lugo and be like, you're going to go be the swing man. You're going to go in the bullpen. You're going to be the fireman or whatever. Um, and then now, we, now we're down to five with our backup in the, the bullpen if we need it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and follow that again. And I agree. Uh, the Padres also signed uh, Pedro Severino, who used to be the starting catcher for the Orioles uh, multiple years uh, and is still a pretty young player and served an 80-game PED suspension last year uh, to a two-way contract. If he uh, sticks in the bigs, he makes under $2 million uh, next year. Uh, Pedro Severino uh, has some, you know, super mid-type stats like, oh, he can hit 240, he can get 13 homers. Yeah, here's his here's his uh his F war by season. You ready for it? I'll skip I'll skip the first year where he played two games and last year where he played eight games for the Milwaukee Brewers and just give you the rest of them. Sure. Point six, point one, negative point seven, point five, point two, negative point one. He is a replacement. He's a replacement level player. Player. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, fine. Stars and scrubs. You need guys like this. Maybe he's El Paso's primary catcher. This year, yeah, Alfaro hasn't signed somewhere yet, has no. he? That one's weird to me, but I also think they would like to one day clear a lane for Campisano, and I think if Alfaro is here, that's harder to do, right? Uh, so it makes sense in that regard. I, I'd love um, one day to know the story of what happened in the last month of the season with Jorge Alfaro, because what I thought was going to happen didn't happen which was the day after the playoffs, yeah. them announcing, oh, by the way, Jorge Alfaro needs knee surgery. Yeah. Um, Jorge Alfaro, to my knowledge, hasn't had knee surgery this offseason. Yeah, maybe it was one of the Tatis-like situations where, hey, our doctors say you need knee surgery. And he's like, good, I'm not getting it. Right. Like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. You can't make me. Yeah, but it was just so weird that he went from, like, club darling to no plate appearances in the playoffs. Yep. Zero. Yep. You know, and, and really none in the last three weeks of the season. And like, okay, what happened? I thought it was he was hurt. I remember being pissed off he was on the playoff roster. Yeah, well, it was a waste of a spot. It was a waste of a spot. He, he literally never appeared. Yep. <laughs> you might as well have had a bag of clothing. Yep. Or a big, big jumbo bag of popcorn, because at least you could have eaten the popcorn. Yep. Brought no value. Maybe Homer's 12-foot sub. <laughs> you always come back to the 12 foot sub it's your favorite keep, thing keep snacking on it that would have had more value yes at least for the first week maybe it's negative value after that with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Um, okay, so all those things happened in the last 48 hours. Wait, so Pedro Severino signed a what contract? A, a, a one-year two-way contract. So it's it's a split deal. So he makes a certain amount if, if he's, he's in AAA. If he's in a certain... Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the year in AAA. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Right? Um, if he doesn't start in AAA, that's probably a bad sign for Luis Camposano. Yeah. Again, I there's part of this that that makes me think like Campisano is just going to be the DH while he works with like Melvin or whoever the new catching coach is. Because remember, they they lost the catching coach, right. uh, Francisco Cervelli. Yeah. And they need to get a new one. So maybe it's like, hey, we're going to have you DH and work with the catching coach until you're at a point that we are happy with how you're catching games. And then you're going to start getting more work there. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. That's harder to do when he's in AAA. Great call. Uh, here are a number of the players that previously at least had been mentioned uh, in regard to the Padres, and none of these players will be Padres. Uh, so these all happened in the last two weeks, and I just kind of wanted to roll them out there and then ask if there are any regrets or any feeling of missed opportunity. Uh, L.A. signs J.D. Martinez. One year, $10 million. Which L.A.? Dodgers. Okay. Uh, and then the Dodgers part ways with Justin Turner, and he goes to the Red Sox, two years, $22 million. Michael Brantley, who we talked about a lot, uh, you know, 38, but still, he goes back to Houston, one year, $12 million. Andrew Benatendi, free agent, White Sox, five years, $75 million. Joey Gallo to Minnesota, one year, $11 million. Prove a deal. Yeah. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, Dodgers, one year, $13 million. Uh, Carlos Rodon. A lot of people are like, well, go get Rodon. Nope. Uh, Yankees, six years, $162 million. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Rodon to the Yankees. And of course, uh, although his debut press conference was delayed today for some unknown medical concern. Carlos Correa? Carlos Correa. I heard something about this. 13 years, $350 million dollars. Uh, no trade clause to be a giant for life. Uh, anyone on that list leave you pining, looking, pressing your, your nose against the glass, wishing you had gotten in? I mean, we talked about it last week. Maybe Correa. Correa is a little better than Bogart's and a little younger. Um, so maybe Correa, but I don't, I'm not like, that's like, Correa is the, you know, a version of that player and Bogarts is kind of the B version of that player, right? A little older, a little less power, kind of on a down slope type of thing. But he's still a really, really good, like all-star level shortstop. So I'm fine. It's not like we're left holding nothing, right? Right. Um, which makes it much easier to be like, yeah, whatever, go wherever, Carlos Correa, with your whatever illnesses or physicals that you can't pass for whatever reason. Um the rest of them, no. Uh, my guess is, um, God, my brain is not working. The the we were just the guy who signed with Minnesota, Gallo. Gallo. My my guess is Gallo wanted to play the outfield, and we were like, sorry, we don't have any outfield spots left. It's going to be Soto, Tatis, Grisham. We don't have any spots for you. Do you want to play first base? No. Okay, then go find. My guess is he'll play outfield, maybe DH a little bit for the, for the Twins. Also, uh, AJ could have been as simple as I think. For six and a half million dollars, Matt Carpenter will outperform Joey Gallo. Also true. Also, after the year that Joey Gallo just had with the Yankees and then with the Dodgers, if you wanted to go somewhere 
where there's as little media attention as possible. Yeah. Like you make two calls. You call Tampa Bay and they probably immediately hang up the phone because they don't sign free agents. Yeah. And then you call Minnesota. Right. And Minnesota's like, uh, yeah, do we, I think we have a newspaper here. Why do you ask? It's like, do they, do they send a beat reporter? I think so. Real nice fella. Like, All right, sure. I'll sign with you guys. So I think it's a little bit of getting out of the limelight and trying to fo- refocus on baseball for him, which even though this is sleepy San Diego, we have Soto, Machado, Tatis. We went to the NLCS. Already, already articles are being written about the Padres as they are focused on winning the division over the Dodgers. There's one thing that after they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, they are now laser focused on winning the division, which I don't know if that's true or not. Seems like a stupid goal to have when you were just in the NLCS. <laughs> but I do think that's going to be the rhetoric all year long of Padres versus Dodgers for the NL West crown. Well, and the way the Dodgers have uh, sat back and been a lot more clinical in the way they've handled the offseason compared to us, you know, big splash. Yeah. Is it going to be Turner? Is it going to be Judge? Oh, no, it's Bogarts, you know. Um, J.D. Martinez is a player that from off the scrap heap is interesting to me because mm. he was amazing a couple years ago. Sure. Uh, and and as a right-handed DH could be effective. 10 million? He could also be crappy. He had his career worst slugging percentage at Fenway Park last year. So you know my stance on first baseman, right? Don't spend... Shouldn't be expensive, shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah. Um, To me, a DH is a first baseman who can't play first base. Sure. Like, they should be cheaper and easier to find. Right. So I would not pay $10 million for one. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, Turner was modestly interesting, but to be honest, I couldn't stomach it. I've been fading that dude for three years. For three years, I've been looking at his age, looking at his game, and going... He's going to fall off a cliff. And this year, I was he wasn't as good as he's been, which made me want to fade him even more. So, like, if they signed him, I'd be sitting here going, like, I don't, I don't, I think he's going to be terrible. But, you know, maybe he'll prove me wrong again. Yeah. No, and I think just the bottom line is when when you've spent what the Padres have spent, you're just out of this class. This is what you call the middle class of free agency. And often the biggest mistakes are made in the middle class of free agency of people getting paid beyond their worth because they did something at some point and they're the seventh best outfielder in the market and the top six are gone, you know, and so you've got to get the best remaining. And and that's often fool's gold because the best remaining maybe isn't that great. Well, and there was a lot of that going on with the Red Sox after they lost out on Bogarts and everyone's like, what? You're the Red Sox. Like, how are you getting out outpriced by the Padres by like $100 million? What are you doing? And then they were like, all right, we got to sign someone to shut them up because otherwise they're going to think we're like tanking or there's a fire sale going on or whatever. We have to sign someone to show them that we're trying to win games even though we're not going to spend what the Padres are spending on, on Bogarts. Right, and so they overpaid for the Japanese outfielder and yep. now they paid for Justin Turner. Yep. And, you know, is it all going to add up to anything or will they be at best third place in the East? I think at best third place in the East. I'll say this. This is how rivalries are born, by the way. This is already born, but I'm going to pile on. I'm just, I'm, I'm, this is me adding fuel to this fire. I would be absolutely terrified of the Mets if Buck Showalter wasn't their manager. Like <laughs> The fact that Buck Showalter is their manager makes me so happy because I look at their roster and everything they've done this offseason, I'm like, that is an absolutely terrifying team. They're going nowhere in the playoffs. Right. I mean... Cookie Carrasco is their fifth starter. Yeah. You know, they've got a 
got a great team. It's it's a great team. It's, it's a great bullpen. It's a great starting rotation. Their lineup, almost top to bottom, is. I mean, it competes with the Padres lineup, which top to bottom is the best or second best in the league. Like, so they're they're basically the East Coast Padres. Maybe a little bit more pitching, maybe a little less hitting. If Soto is Soto, like I'm still right. very concerned because we haven't seen. Juan Soto be Juan Soto for the Padres for more than like a game here or there. Right. I, I, I have to bet that that's going to happen because the alternative doesn't make sense, but I haven't really seen it. So it's hard to trust it. But um, yeah, the Mets are terrifying to me, but I, I take Bob Melvin over Buck Showalter, you know, every day and twice on Sunday. Absolutely. Um, okay. Last thing on our menu for today, unless you've got something else to add, uh, <laughs> this is just here. Just because, you know, you only get two chances left to be a petty bitch, John. Yeah. And here's chance number one. Are we talking Hosmer? The Red Sox have designated for assignment one Eric Hosmer. You know, I I often, you know, look at the Padres payroll. And when you scroll down to the bottom of it, to the section called dead money, there used to be a lot of names under there, especially after Preller, like, tried to back out of what he did in 2015. But I always see like, oh, it's X number of do- millions of dollars that they paid Eric Hosmer to go away. And I often wonder if I was in Hosmer's position, if I would be fine with the fact that someone was paying me millions of dollars to go away and not do my job. Or if I would just be like so offended by that, that I wouldn't be able to function. My guess is it's probably a a, uh, a roller coaster where he goes back and forth. Um, but... Look, he was he was a bad baseball player. And he was a bad baseball player who stubbornly thought he was a good baseball player now because he was a good baseball player before. That's just great podcasting. What can you do? Someone's I mean, as long as door. she's not peeing on the floor, right? It's just a doorbell and some dog barking. Someone's at the door. Oh, who is it? It's probably Amazon. It's just Amazon. Probably. <laughs> it is Amazon. We nailed it. Yay. Christmas is almost here. Um yeah, I I I don't I don't care to hey, be Sarah, quiet. Chill out. No, no podcasting for you. Uh I, I don't care to spend my my time or energy thinking about Eric Hosmer anymore. Um I I I hope there's one day where all of a sudden I wake up and go like I haven't heard his name or thought of him in years. Right. I'll be really happy about that. I'm I'm happy that we are we're past the point where every podcast we talked about like what are we going to do with this Will Myers contract? What are we going to do with this Eric Hosmer contract? They're both gone. We never have to think about those contracts ever again. Correct. And and because like and if it was old ownership, we'd still be like, man, they're paying like $9 million a year to Hosmer. Imagine what we'd be doing with that money if they weren't paying. Not- but this ownership's like, here, take your $9 million, light it on fire. I don't care. I'm going to go spend $9 million over here on something that I like better. Like, we never have to think about him. It's just schadenfreude at this point. And I'm eh, not, it, it, Peter Seidler wouldn't want us to do that. Let's give back to Peter Seidler. Hey. The best owner in the history of the San Diego Padres, I almost said San Diego Sports, and I saw the soccer's logo. Hey, on your that's chest. right. I didn't, I didn't want to offend Let's anybody. Let's go. Let's go, but Ron Fowler. Let's go, Phil Savaggio. The, the bet, Ron Fowler, the the best owner in the history of the San Diego Padres. And if you hear him talk, he only wants two things for everyone in the world: P 
peace, love, harmony, and to kill the Dodgers. Like those are his two <laughs> things, and I'm totally on board with those things. So so let's let's let Hosmer have his peace, have his big Haas energy. He can take his millions and move to another country. Maybe maybe we'll catch him at a a, a Toros game, pretending he's still a big big league baseball player. <laughs> um, but let's could enjoy his new podcast series on Fox Nation. No, he'll have a podcast series on Barstool. Are you kidding me? It'll 100% be a Barstool podcast called Big Haas Energy. I can see it now. It's probably oh, they've already probably put out five episodes where he talks about, you know, how these guys don't know what they're doing with their uppercut swings and back in his day. Um, maybe he'll be the lead columnist at the UT. Either way, uh, I, I don't need to worry about him anymore because he never really helped the Padres do anything except maybe recruit Manny Machado. <laughs> I love it. Goodbye, Eric Hosmer. Your leadership was not needed in Boston. How do you like them apples? Padres hot tub. Well, I was, someone had to be a petty bitch. I mean, you, you were just this. so gracious. You were so kind. Let's move past. Let's move on. I don't worry about it. This is karma, man. I'm trying to do what Peter Seidler would, would want me to do in this situation. Just live and let live, Craig. It's fine. Eric, enjoy whatever. You're not a part of my life anymore. Exactly. <laughs> do you still check in on your ex-girlfriends, Craig? Who? No, never. <laughs> exactly. Padres Hot Tub. We'll do it again soon. <laughs> 